Gears and Nachos. Part three. Man, I haven't scared you away yet. That's amazing. Um, the reason I wanted to break this up into three parts as well is because I think that be, you know people are always out there just looking for uh, the answer instead of the process. And for the ones that are just looking for the answer for that formula, they don't deserve to understand the process uh, because they can't think beyond uh, their, their current situation to get creative with a do-whatever-it-takes attitude. And, um, uh, and they don't deserve to, to figure out what their next move should be. It's only, you know, I've, I've always said finding is reserved for the seeker, right? Finding is reserved for the seeker. I will help you guys out if you're still listening to this. I will help you guys out with whatever I can. If you've got a question, message me on Instagram, okay? Um, if it's a good enough question, and unless it's a formula-based question, then I'll probably just call you out on it. Um, otherwise, if it's something I genuinely think I can help you with, I, I will help you do whatever I can in terms of thinking through some of this stuff to be able to find that next step. Because I, I also believe that opportunities are no respecter of persons, okay? I think people are... Um, wanting an easier road instead of the right road. I think that we want to say, oh, I can't do that because I'm 38 years old, right? I'm not 38, but uh, somebody messaged me that way. I'm 38. That's an obstacle. That is a real life obstacle, by the way, right? It, it, to become a, a driver, let's say in Monster Jam, and I'm not speaking, again, another disclaimer. I'm not speaking on behalf of Monster Jam. They might hire a 38-year-old tomorrow. Um, they may have a, they may have a, a a change of strategy and where they're going, right? Now, all of a sudden, they only hire 55-year-olds. I don't know, right? But the point is that do, that stuff does change. But what happens, I got a message when I put this out there saying, hey, guys, what are your real-life obstacles that you feel like in a career with Monster Jam? And they said, well, I'm 38. How, can I, how in the world would I be able to qualify as a driver? Well, the answer to that is you're probably going to have to get creative with your pathway in terms of you're probably going to have to find a way to make enough money to buy a truck and become a driver. But is it impossible? And the answer to that is no, but everyone doesn't, you know, most people aren't going to do that because that's a harder road, you know, and I remember uh, with my own brother, I love him, Chase, he's the man. Um, and uh, when we were younger, see, I want to say it was, it was right in that, that time frame when I got out of top fuel and I was talking about my return and how I would, you know, if it took me 40 years, I would get back into it eventually. And he, he stopped me one night, you know, at, and uh, I was back living at my parents. I had zero money. I spent it all on top fuel. And uh, he had not graduated yet. And he said, Bryce, you know, I've really been thinking about this. And I think, I think my dream is to drive a top fuel car. And I looked back at Chase and I said, Chase, let me ask you one question. If it took you 40 years and every day from today for the next 40 years, if it took you all 40 years to grind towards that, and you wouldn't get in, a, in that top fuel car until you hit 40, would you still do it? And his answer, thankfully, he was honest. Most people aren't honest. He kind of stopped and was like, probably not. And, and I said, then that is not your dream. Because what it is is a wish. Most people go through their whole lives with just a wish. I see a lot of people that I've helped get jobs in Monster Jam as technicians, right? I've opened the door for them to go work with an independent team. You know, I've talked to an independent team said, man, you should hire this guy. Um, he, he's, he's passionate, he's there, um, and I think he's going to work hard. And guess what? The guy makes it maybe a half a year and decides, you know, kind of magic wears off and decides that this isn't for him anymore. And guess what? That's okay. Like, I don't look at them with disdain. I don't look at that person and go, oh, he couldn't cut it, he wasn't tough. No. But he did have more of a wish than a dream. 
Because a dream you don't negotiate with. If you've got a real dream, it probably brings you to tears from time to time, thinking about getting it. Now, uh, that's a whole other thing. I'm not going to go off on, on uh, go read a book. If you're really interested in what I was about to go say, go read a book called a Man, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl and uh, go to a chapter where he's talking about hyperintention. Sometimes we want things so bad we actually are uh, create this anxiety that pushes it away from ourselves. Anyway, that sounds like you. Go read Man's Search for Meaning. It's a phenomenal book. But... Um, but that conversation with Chase really showed me a lot because I think a lot of people going through life with a wish instead of a dream, um, uh, the, 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 the writing ends up going on the wall. And so I think for you to decipher what that looks like, your wish might be to be a, dr- a driver, but your dream might be just to be in racing and motorsports in general. And so opening your mind up to all the possibilities is truly remarkable with that. Um, I, the thing, you know, I talked about in part one that I looked at Winston-Salem State University and their motorsports management program. I do not regret not going there for my situation at that time, but I will say that's a viable opportunity. That's a viable position, a viable program to learn about the business of motorsports. Um, I don't love their outplacement stats. Um, I think the motors and, and I don't want to certainly, I, I know the director there and he's awesome. Clay, um, uh, and so if Clay, if you happen to listen to this, this is by no means an indictment against the program or anything like that. Uh, but you know, Wednesday on state seems to be where someone's there for, you know, uh, just an undergrad bachelor degree and happens to take some motorsports classes. They almost learn about business through a motorsports lens. So I, it would be hard. I would be hard pressed to recommend if you want to learn the business side of motorsports to go there. Uh, and, and do it just for that. Uh, go to Winston State for uh, other reasons, um, and then take some motorsports classes would be the thing that I would recommend. I do love UNOH. I think that uh, this is by no mean a, no means a uh, program plug. I loved UNOH before they even par- partnered with Monster Jam. Um, if you've been a Monster Jam for longer than five minutes, you know that we talk about UNOH all the time, right? Even technicians that didn't graduate from UNOH that are with Monster Jam, we call them UNOH technicians, right? Because we want everyone to know uh, that UNOH is is a really great program. I'm very proud of, I don't know what our numbers are on current technicians that came from UNOH, but I know it's way higher than it was a year ago, than it was two years ago. Um, I can see a world in which the only technicians we hire are through UNOH. As long as that partnerships continue, the partnership continues, uh, I think we're going to continue to do do it that way. I got a question from someone that said, "Hey, I graduated from this uh, the te- a tech school that's in Canada, right? Um, but I feel like it's hard to get an email back because it's not UNOH." And that's the first time I've thought about that. I've not again. None of this is coming through Monster Jam. I didn't email Monster Jam when I talked about doing this series and said, "You know, is this true?" I could see that just from a business perspective. That's a great move on Monster Jam's part. I I, I hate to say it to you guys that way, but I, if I'm them and I'm getting, uh, partnership checks, right. Sponsorship dollars and stuff like that. I'm only hiring from UNOH. I wouldn't hire from the other tech schools. It doesn't mean that partnership's going to stay forever. We want it to be a long-term 25 year, uh, program, but we got to make sure that we're doing right and giving them that return on investment that I talked about in part one, uh, with that. So I don't think that they're only hiring. I know that they're not only hiring UNOH grads right now. I know that that's, for a fact. I don't know how they're doing it with other tech schools right now. But here's what's, what's really cool. Okay, I emailed the VP of marketing uh, at UNOH and I said, hey, and I knew her because she had asked me to be the commencement speaker uh, during COVID because it had to be virtual. And that was a huge honor for me. I was so proud to speak at their commencement. 
And uh, honestly, I, I never really saw myself as being uh, being qualified to do a commencement talk. Uh, but I had a blast doing that. And there was almost 1,100 graduates, UNOH graduates, um, that I got to, to speak to virtually. And um, it was just such an honor with that. But I emailed her and I said, hey, what are your outplacement stats right now for UNOH? Because I've heard this thing of, oh, you know, we're getting more. I, heard, I had a fan come through one of my lines saying something like, you know, oh, well, I was told that you're not getting the, that, that graduates aren't getting the opportunities. And to be honest with you, these stats don't lie. Okay. So here's what she said back to me. If you're considering UNOH, these stats, I, I honestly, I've not seen stats like this at any college. Um, she said, here are the most uh, recent job placement stats we have on our majors at UNOH. 80% of our high performance motorsports graduates are employed within six months of graduation in their desired career path. She said this would include any high-performance motorsports-related fields such as Monster Jam, NASCAR, NHRA, IndyCar, and independent shops with a focus on horsepower engines, high-horsepower engines and components. 80%. 80%. Okay? And she addressed the, the other, the, she said there, all of these numbers, she said the remaining, uh, out of the remaining numbers that I'm giving you for these four categories, because i got three more I'm going to share, 5 to 10% of grads are either continuing their education, right? So they decided that they wanted to get a master's degree, okay? that Those people are included in that 20% uh, that didn't go immediately into their, their career path of choice. They may, may have found a job outside of their major or they're currently unemployed. Uh, she said, we only measure their employment status at graduation and six months after graduation for our record-keeping pr- uh, purposes. Um, a majority of our grads have multiple job offers before they have finished classes. So this isn't even just, and this is a four-year undergrad bachelor degree, right? Um, this isn't even just like a plug for college, right? This is, these are real stats. And th- there's a, uh, let me keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get so excited. I'm, I got really excited about these stats. 85% of our diesel technology graduates are employed within six months of graduation in their desired career path. If you go down the diesel technology route at UNOH, and I've heard this before, right? If you can work on a diesel motor, you, you're going to have a lot of work. I say the rest of your life. Who knows, right? Um, if they really do try to go all electric and stuff like that. Uh, the, the world, right? Which I don't think is going to happen. But anyway, uh, if you're a diesel tech, because it, diesel motors are really hard. I don't work on diesel motors and I've worked on engines my whole life. Um, 89%, almost 90% of our robotics and automation graduates are employed within six months of graduation in their desired career path. 89% of robotics and automation, right? So you should be saying to yourself, man, there's obviously a future with that. Um, 88%. Now, this is the program. This is the marketing uh, graduate. So the thing that I love that UNOH did not have back when I was 22 and I was trying to decide where I was going to go, um, UNOH has a business marketing degree that is specific to motorsports, meaning, yes, you're going to learn marketing. You're going to get a, a, a bachelor's in business administration, but it's not just done uh, looking at it through a motorsports lens, you actually learn the business side of racing. And I can tell you this, working with sponsors, working with great clips, uh, getting my teeth kicked in uh, all those years in Top Fuel of getting rejected, walking in and out of boardrooms after they told me no, they weren't going to give me any sponsorship money. Um, 
uh, all of the experience that I've had, I can tell you that the business side of motorsports and understanding what real value creation is, is drastically different in racing than it is in any other industry that I've seen. And I've worked in a lot of industries, especially talking to the C-suite executives and executive recruiting, right? Um, I've done everything from, you know, dog food industry to, uh, you know, paper cups and, you know, paper plates and all that crazy stuff. Anyway, the point being, the way to look at at the business side of motorsports, there's not enough good people. The president of NHRA right now used to be a, I believe, a promoter for Feld Entertainment. He saw the business side of that. And he's worked with it. Now he's the president, Glenn Cromwell, I think is how you say it. He's the president of NHRA right now, right? So people that understand the business aspect, that understand value creation, going back to the, the uh, liability versus asset, uh, when I was explaining a driver, it's the same thing with uh, return on investment and, and dealing with sponsors and creating real value. And uh, I think, again, the, the driver that's an asset understands how to create value, whether it's for partnerships, whether it's for our operations team, whether it's merchandise sales. Anyway, um, I digress. 88% of our marketing graduates are employed, and that includes motorsports and sport marketing, right? So they have a sport marketing degree that's not just motorsports specific, okay, which I think is really cool. It means you got options. And uh, it's not like you're there with 20 other classmates. There's there, like I said, there was, a, I don't know what their, their uh, senior class is right now, how big, but when I did a commencement in 2020, there was 1,100 students there, right? They actually have sports and stuff. They're called the racers. That's awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, 88% of our marketing grads are employed within six months of graduation in their desired career path. Man, that's, that's next level stuff. Um, UNOH, and I promise, I, this is not even a plug for them. This is me saying I've been there and if someone is not considering uh, being going to UNOH or even looking at UTI, if you're considering the tech school stuff, UTI is very much more focused around the NASCAR world, which is fine, uh, NHRA and NASCAR. Um, I, I, they, you know, but the fact that UNOH has specific classes on stuff in the monster truck world, you can't beat that, all right? So it all depends on what you want to do. Maybe you're saying, I'm 38, right? Let's go back to that message I got from somebody saying, hey, I'm 38 years old. Um, I can't afford to go back to UNOH or I've got a family, I'm, I'm stuck in my job. And I get that. Those are very real concerns. But have you looked at UNOH's uh, uh, virtual stuff? You know, have you looked at, you know, maybe someone says I can't afford it. Man, you got to, you, these obstacles, these real life obstacles, I know that we're, oh, we've all been there where we can't afford something. But in Top Fuel, it never crossed my mind that I couldn't afford it. And I couldn't back then. But I kept getting income. I kept getting streams of income until I could. Right. So the question is not, oh, I can't, you know, I can't afford that. That's the wrong statement to make. The question is, how can I afford it? How can I afford it? Maybe it's not student loans and stuff like that. I'm actually against all this student loan stuff. Uh, but that's, again, that's neither here nor there. The question is, how can I afford it? Can you work for the next year flipping couches on Facebook Marketplace until you get enough money to be able to go and, and, and go to, to school to be able to get the technical training with that? Otherwise, if you don't have another opportunity to go and learn, I kind of got, I got trial by fire when it came to the going in and out of corporate boardrooms, asking for sponsorship dollars. I learned more. That was a real world uh, undergraduate degree. And then I went into the executive recruiting and talking to CEOs all day and looking at how these companies are run and how executives are, are, are growing and what they're looking for in that CFO hire that I was trying to help them make and realized, you know, how these companies not only operated, but the, the, but how they're developing the go forward strategies. That was like a master's degree in business for me. Um, I got my MBA, in my opinion, with that stuff. 
So it, it doesn't necessarily have to be school. It doesn't have to be UNOH. Um, it doesn't have to be UTI or any of that stuff. But my question is, what can you do today to move you forward to make this something that is a viable career path for you to know with clarity where you want to go and to get the formula mindset out of your head. Stop looking for the formula. Stop looking for your phone just to ring with you doing nothing. If you go out there and you grind it out and you know where you're going and you understand where your shortcomings are, going back to those five tool elements that I was using for drivers, that applies to you right now today. Which element do you need to... uh, to, to increase on and what element do you need to get better at? Those are the questions you should be asking yourself. And if I can ask you, or if I can uh, answer those types of questions and help you look at uh, what a viable career path might look like for you and your situation, I am more than happy to do that. Message me on Instagram. And if I don't respond to you, then I didn't get it. Um, but don't come at me with all your obstacles only. Okay. Don't come at me with your obstacles on why you can't do it. Because I'm not going to try to convince you you can do it. That's not the role that I can play. But I can try to bring some clarity and I'll, I'll give you a lot of honesty as much as I can. Um, I'll give you all the honesty, but I'll give you as much information as I can uh, to be able to help you just get back into motion and shift out of neutral to get after what you're wanting to do. Because we need you. And someone out there, somewhere out there, someone's waiting on you to win. And your, your ability to grind it out and to pursue your dreams and to get after what you really want out of life, you're going to inspire somebody to do your own. And that's what I'm passionate about. I don't regret one piece of my puzzle. I don't regret it. A lot of them were failures, right? But I learned more from the failures, right? Here's my sign. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. All right? I don't even see them as failures because I, I learned so much through getting my teeth kicked in along the way that I don't regret it. And I know it's a lonely road. So I'm hoping these videos, these three parts, let you know you're not alone in doing this stuff. Um, and if I can help you at any moment along the way, I'll do it. All right. Thanks for listening to all three. You're a rock star. Go get that book, by the way. Think like a rock star. That's going to help you. I need to reread it. After getting ready for this video, I was like, man, I forgot about this book all of a sudden, uh, even though I didn't forget about the elements. Then you go back in there and dive into it. Uh, but keep after it, man. Keep the grind going. Keep the passion high. Uh, direct it to your dreams, man. And I uh, can't wait to see you guys out there. Uh, whether it's in Monster Jam, Motorsports, whatever it is, I'll see you at the finish line nonetheless, all right? Take care, guys.